And right now on Radio 4, it's time to join Radioactive. And right now on Radioactive, it's time to join Radio 4. <laughs> well, there seems to be some confusion at the moment. I thought we were taking your programme this week. I thought we were taking yours. What? This is bloody typical of your lot. It's always happening. You said you'd provide the programme. We always provide them. It was your turn this week. It's 14 minutes past two, and our next programme is coming up shortly. What the hell are we going to do now? Haven't you got some old repeat you can give them? Oh, yes. <laughs> and now on Radioactive, due to overwhelming public demand, uh, <laughs> repeat another chance to hear a programme you may have heard an hour ago. Hello and welcome to another in our series of Out of Your Depth, the programme that gives some lucky person the chance to break into the big time by throwing them in at the deep end to see if they can sink. And what a proud week it is for our very own Martin Brown, chosen by our chairman, Sir Norman Tonsil, from a short list of one to try his hand at various jobs in the entertainment world. In the hope that he eventually found one that he could actually do. Radioactive is proud to present Martin Brown. For Martin's first acting role, we secured him a part which seemed ideally suited to his talents, that of an extra who is spat on. <laughs> it was almost typecasting. There was one problem, however, because for this gruelling part, Martin would be required to say one line. So we took him to director Ronnie Crump. Now, Martin, mm -hmm. uh, this line, the first thing we professionals like to do with our line is to remember it. <laughs> can, can you do that, um... Oh, it were terrible. Um, gob all over me carnation. <laughs> oh, it were terrible. Gob all over my carnation. Very yeah. good. No, very good. Now, this man, what sort of man is he? Oh, I don't really know. Um, think, think of the line. Mm -hmm. Think of the line and try and guess. A furniture upholsterer? <laughs> uh, you're guessing, aren't you, Martin? <laughs> Look at the line. Mm -hmm. Look at the line. Oh, it... Were terrible. Were terrible. He's in the low income bracket, mm. probably a northerner. Oh, no. Gob all over me, carnation. Mm -hmm. He's got a carnation, so he's a little bit of a dandy, perhaps. And he's got gob on his carnation, so how's he feeling? B playful? <laughs> no, angry. He's got gob on his carnation, and he's angry. So I want you to get all that across mm. in the line. Remember, a northerner in the low income bracket who's a bit of a dandy and who's angry. Okay, angry. let's hear it. Okay. Oh, it were terrible. Gobble over me carnation. <laughs> let's try a slightly different line of approach, Martin. I'm afraid it's the only line I've got. I mean, so let's all the way over the top, and then we can cut it back. Right, so let's hear you really camp. You're an absolute screaming woofter, all right? It's very kind of you to say so. Listen, listen to me. Oh! Oh, it were terrible. Gobble over me carnation. Ooh, okay. <laughs> That's very good. Now you. I didn't recognise you for a moment. Now you really can. All right. Oh, it were terrible. Gobble over me carnation. Out of your death. 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 I'm out of my death. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
it seemed that uh, what Martin needed at this stage was either some formal tuition or a completely new brain. So, <laughs> in the absence of the latter, we decided to hire the services of Dame Peggy Darling, now a drama teacher at the Central School for Lovies in London. <laughs> Uh, now, Martin, before we get on to styles of performance, it's crucial you learn how to deliver so a deep breath and from the stomach project. At first attempt, Martin completely misunderstood and vomited all over Dame Peggy and her. <laughs> she decided to adopt a different approach. Just relax then, Martin. Let everything go loose. Now, flex the tummy muscles and... Uh, What's the matter? What followed was of immense embarrassment to all those present, particularly Martin, who spent the rest of the lesson in a towel whilst his trousers dried off. <laughs> Dame Peggy abandoned from then on any exercises requiring muscle control of any sort. <laughs> Concentrated on diction. Can you say, tomorrow, tomorrow? No. Well, let's try, shall we? Okay. Um, Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> Are you all right? You got something in your throat? Oh, I'm perfectly all right. I'm trying to correct your defective R. Try the next line. Creeps in this. Oh, creeps, creeps. Creeps in this. Petty page. Petty page. Petty page. Petty Petty page. Sorry. <laughs> Having now gobbed in Dame Peggy's eye, <laughs> thrown up over her carpet and filled his trousers in her presence, <laughs> it was decided that Martin should thank Dame Peggy for her time and bid farewell to both her and the chance of ever becoming an actor. And now, radioactive Commercial time. Yes, it's the album you've been waiting for. Now that's what I call Sam. 20 great award speeches on one sick making album. Julie Walters. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very, very much. Thank you very, very, very much. Lawrence Olivier. My friends, my dear sweet friends, you make me feel so humble, so very, very humble. I am the most humble of men, the king of humility, nay, the god of humility. Jane Fonda. Get out of El Salvador, free Nelson Mandela. Throw away your arms, stretch your legs, two, three, four. <laughs> And not forgetting, Prince. Singing. <laughs> now that's what I call Thanos. Buy it and we'll be very grateful. Incredibly grateful. So very, very grateful and thankful and humble. <laughs> Tense, nervous headache. No. What you need is Balsam's painkillers. Why? Balsam's painkillers have a specially medicated formula. I haven't got a headache. <laughs> I've got a tummy upset. <laughs> Stomach disorder. What you need is Balsam's liver salts. Balsam's liver salts soothe congested tummies. Uh, it's not and congested, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's the other one, you know, like, uh... Chronic diarrhoea. Oh, yes. <laughs> then why not try Balsam's anti-runs, an effective antibiotic formula? No, which... no, no, I can't take antibiotics, sorry. <laughs> Suffering from any sort of illness whatsoever? Yes. Well, try new Balsam's cyanide capsules. <laughs> Just drop two in a glass of water, like so, and swallow. Oh, it's delicious. Awesome cyanide capsules. Ideal for a pain in the neck. Martin Browns, Martin Browns, Martin Browns, And so it was time to think again. A new line was needed. We look for
for clues in his fan mail. Many of the letters seem to mention a sense of humour. Is Martin Brown some sort of joke, for example? <laughs> I find him completely laughable. So Martin, we felt, was obviously cut out for life as a stand-up comedian. We wanted to get Martin the very best advice possible, so we went right to the very top names in comedy today. Lenny Bennett, Tom O'Connor and the Crankies. Fortunately, they were all busy. <laughs> so instead, we sought the advice of top stand-up comic Bobby Max. Right, Martin, now uh, what we're going to do is to teach you to create your own comic routine, OK? Oh, right, thank you very much. So I'll start you off uh, with a simple format, and then uh, you come up with some other jokes along the same lines, oh, all right? right. Uh, the other day I went to an Irish takeaway. The only trouble was I got soup in a basket. You get the idea? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> right, well, here's another. Uh, the other day I went to a German takeaway. Only trouble was they took me away, all right? All right, so, uh... Yeah. No, uh, no, 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 what I want you to do is to come oh, up with sorry. some funny types of takeaways from other countries, OK? You do that? Oh, yes, I think I can, yes. Um... Um... Uh, <laughs> what is it? Safe in a basket, that's it. <laughs> Right, forget about that. Uh, it would probably help if I started you off, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, the other day I went to an American takeaway. The other day I went to an American takeaway. Good. And I had a hamburger. <laughs> a hamburger. Yeah, well, Martin, there has to be a little more to it than that. Oh, I'm sorry. So the, the other day I went to an American takeaway and I had a hamburger and, uh, and a side order of French fries. No, no. <laughs> Quite explaining it right. Um, you see, there's more to being funny than just saying you went to a takeaway and mm. bought a takeaway. All right. Yes, um, okay. The, the, the other day I went into a Japanese takeaway. Um, the only trouble was. The, the, only, the only trouble was I didn't like the food very much. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's still not really uh, funny. Or rather, or rather it's, it's not yet quite. Well, how shall I put it? It's not really. Funny, I think that's the only way I can put it. It's not funny. Not, not funny. No, no. no. So, look, look try, try another one, and this time forget the food. Yes, leave it in the takeaway. No, no just forget about the food. Think, think of something funny about the country that makes it uh, funny, makes it funny. No, right, yes. Off um, you go. Right. Uh, the, um, the, the other day I went to a Swiss takeaway. Good. Um, the, the, the only trouble was um, th they were neutral in both world wars. <laughs> The other day I went to a Norwegian takeaway and, 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 uh, and the only trouble was I, I, the only trouble was I couldn't afford it. So Martin was on his way, armed with his affjord joke. He was booked to appear at the Solihull Working Men's Club. Would he come through? Um, thank, thank, thank you very much. Uh, the, the, other, the other day I went to a Norwegian takeaway. The, the only trouble was, it was too expensive. <laughs> Sadly, no. <laughs> Martin subsequently required hospital treatment 
and it took a team of doctors over three hours to recover the microphone. Out of your death. Well, maybe writing his own comic material wasn't going to be Martin's forte. So we went to see BBC scriptwriter Dick Joy, who's responsible for such comedy classics as Yours Aren't Big Enough, <laughs> Not On My Wife, and The Two Ronnies. <laughs> Mike Channel talked to him about writing some material for Martin. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. I've run off a few gags for you, yeah. You make it sound like a production line. Is that how you view it nowadays? Well, Mike, when you've been in the business as long as I have, Five minutes. Oh, no. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> you know, it, you come, it comes to you like second nature. Well, like first nature, really, because I lost me first. No, 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 seriously, though, it just comes naturally. Yes, yes, clearly. You know, like it becomes a system, you know, like gag, tag, gag, tag, gag, tag, cap it, you know. I beg your pardon. Well, you know, do a gag, tag it, move on, set up, gag, tag it, in with the next line, gag, tag, and cap it. Terribly sorry, I haven't understood anything you've said so far. <laughs> boom, boom, in and out, see it, leave him really. You're sure about this, are you? Oh, yeah, when you've been in the business as long as I have, you can smell a guy 20 miles away. A bit like my old man when he used to come home from the pub. Ah, uh, no, but seriously, you know, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll. Well, uh, Martin has actually written out a script for himself. Maybe you'd like to give it your professional judgment. Let's have a look. Yeah, 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 that works. Yeah, yeah. oh, that's funny, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you're reading funny. the right thing. That's the standard address envelope he's enclosed. Oh, right, all right. The script's inside it. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's crap, that is. That'll never <laughs> And so it was that we sent Martin on stage with Dick's script in front of two and a half thousand people at the London Palladium. An adapter talked to him before he went on stage. So, Martin, how do you feel? I've <laughs> been nervous, actually. <laughs> Does it worry you at all that you could die the death on stage in front of two and a half thousand people? Um, yes, it does. <laughs> It's not something you've put far from your mind, the prospect of having nightmares about this evening for the rest of your life. Good, good. Well, lots of luck, Martin. That's your one-minute call, by the way. What? Oh, God, no, dear. And so will you welcome on stage here tonight for the first time, and who knows, could be the last funny man, Martin Brown! It's possible that the London Palladium audience was not ready for the sight of a man shuffling on stage with his trousers round his ankles, clutching a toilet roll in one hand and his underpants in the other. But it did at least provide the first and indeed only laugh of the performance. Um, good, good, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My mother-in-law's really fat. In fact, she's so fat. She, well, she's so fat that when she walks down the street, everyone goes back into the canvas. No, I, no, I mean, the weigh machines go, the weigh machines go, they, no, they jump, jump back into the canvas. No, no, the shop, not the canvas. It was following the Palladium riot <laughs> that Martin himself chose to pursue a different avenue in the entertainment world. But before we looked to the next line of work for him, an adapter took Martin to one side and had a word in his car. Sorry, in his ear. Had <laughs> a word in his ear. In his car. Now look, Martin, if things go well, you're going to end up doing Royal Command variety performances. Yeah, that's if uh, things go well, yeah. of course. Yes. Now if you do one of those, you'll get to meet the Queen, right? Oh, right, yes. So, what are you going to say when you meet her? Um, hello, Queen. No, look, you've got to flower it up. Oh. Uh, good evening, ma'am. Remember, this is a great honour. Now, let's pretend I'm the Queen. Oh, okay. 
Uh, good evening, Mr. Brown. Good evening, ma'am. This is a great honour. Please don't be nervous. Um... No, no, this is a great honour for you. Oh, right. Um, good, good evening, ma'am. This is a great honour for you. Please don't be nervous. Martin, just what? say, this is a great honour. Okay. Now, after that, she might say, um, I've admired your work for a long time. What do you say? Oh, thank you very much, ma'am. Um, how are the corgis? <laughs> Oh, yes. How about uh, I, I trust the canine creatures are in fine form? Oh. No, Martin, you can't be so personal. Generalities. Oh, um, how, how do you feel about corgis? As <laughs> a species man, like compared with Labradors. Forget the corgis. Oh, I'm interested in corgis. She's not. Oh. Say something like, thank you, Mum, and then maybe, uh, I trust you feel the same about me after tonight's show. Oh, that's good. And then she'll say, <laughs> How very witty, Mr. Brown. I'm sure I shall. And then she moves off. Wasn't she charming? What? No, I'm just practicing turning to the nearest person and saying, Wasn't she charming? Martin Brown, out of your By now, it was felt that Martin should try something totally alien to anything he'd done before. So our thoughts immediately sprang to broadcasting. <laughs> New unemployment uh, figures show that be- oh, uh, an earthquake in southern I- it's Italy. Italy. Uh, where, where is it? Oh, train, trains in London tomorrow. Uh, and news, news at last of um, some people. Good evening, I'm Martin Brown. Here is the London six o'clock news. The jobless total in this country, in this ca- in this ca- in this country, has risen again, according to a government. So, according to a government. Sicily. In Sicily today. So yes, no, yes. Earthquake told him thousands of damages. Sorry, I told them. London. London trains tomorrow morning, so you're not advised not to. No, Mr. Premium. Oh yes, the winning bond. The winning premium. The winning premium bond. That was the six o'clock news. I'm. I'm Martin. Martin. I'm Brown. Maybe it was felt at this stage Martin was not suited to a job in the media or the acting world or anything requiring talent. Instead, we turn to the ancient art of hypnotism. Once again, because of Martin's fan mail, which seemed to indicate he already had a very real talent for sending people to sleep. <laughs> Martin's teacher this time was the great Signor Luigi Uffizi, a German gentleman who masqueraded convincingly as an Italian. And in order to demonstrate how hypnotism worked, Signor Uffizi chose firstly to hypnotize Martin. Just to sit back in your chair like so. This will be quite painless, I can assure you. Now you are feeling tired. Mm-hmm. Your eyes are beginning to feel heavy. In the moment, you will begin to see a watch before you, which will swing gently from side. <laughs> Mr. Brown? Mr. Brown? Oh, I'm terribly sorry. I must have dropped off. What's happening? I'm in the middle of hypnotizing oh, you. Yes, now, you, you are feeling drowsy. Your eyelids are beginning to... <laughs> Mr. Brown! Mr. Brown! Um, You're not supposed to just drop off. You must let me induce sleep. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm ready now, yes. Right. You are feeling... Mr. Brown! Out of your death! 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 I'm out of my death. (laughs) 
was clear by this stage that we needed to find a career one could excel in with a modicum of talent and a tiny, tiny brain. A world where crass stupidity and a complete lack of judgment actually aids one's progress. Sadly, though, Martin was still too young to become chairman of the Conservative Party. <laughs> so there was only one alternative. He was going to have to become a rock star. The next move was to find him a manager. Hello. Mr Goldberg. Arseholes. I'm sorry. Sorry, come in, I'm on the phone. Oh. I don't do 50 bloody 50 with any bleeder, so bog off. Sorry, that was my wife, wanted more housekeeping. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, Mike Flex from Radioactive. I, I just oh, want... yeah, come in, sit down. Thank you. That's all right. Want a coffee? Uh, yes, thank 20p. you. 20p. Sorry. <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> 15p. <laughs> well, well, I haven't actually... Doesn't matter, got... I'll put it on the bill. So, what do you want? Oh, well, I understand you're one of the top rock and roll managers. Yeah, I've had them all, mate. Zet, Quo, Floyd, Ab. Mm, I understand you once had Elton John. Well, I can't see that's any of your concern. <laughs> on your books. Oh, I've had yeah, on your right. Books. Yes, Elf, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, anyway, we were obviously wondering if you'd uh, take Martin Brown on your books. Oh, yeah, I'll take him. 10% plus expenses. 10%, that's very good. Uh, most managers, of course, want more. Well, it's him who gets 10%. <laughs> if you can't do a thing and you're up to your neck and you just can't win, then you're out of your debt. But don't be upset, now don't you frown. That's exactly how it feels to be Martin Brown. Poor old Martin Brown. Well, it was uh, while we were with Harry Goldberg that we were given access to a tape of the brand-new single by Julian Lemon. On the strict understanding that we didn't broadcast it. So here it is now, the brand new single by Julian Lemon. Tonsil here. Uh, when the idea of someone taking Martin Brown to mime school was first mooted, I immediately volunteered, as I saw it as an excellent opportunity to avoid paying anyone else to do it. Uh, the class was run by an elderly, frail woman called Hilda, who grimaced oddly as Martin shook and apparently broke her hand when they were introduced. <laughs> 
uh, she began by telling the class to imagine they were flowers, uh, which in Martin's case was not particularly difficult, as he evidently thinks he's one anyway. <laughs> uh, this was further proven when they were then asked to walk against the wind, as Martin suddenly fell to the floor and claimed his stalk had broken. <laughs> It was then explained to him that these were two quite separate exercises and that he should put being a flower from his mind. And there was some heated discussion, after which they agreed to differ, a smile warmly at each other, and Martin shook and broke her other hand. Uh, the group was then asked to split into couples, and such was the impression Martin had already given that the rest of the group formed a circle in the middle of the room and picked straws for who should be his partner. A grown man with a beard broke down and wept. Straws had to be picked again. After two subsequent suicide attempts and the desperate bartering of two small children by their mother, the short straw was accepted by a young lady in a leotard. The couples were instructed to mimic each other's movements, mirroring exactly whatever the other one did. A monarchal leer came across Martin's face as he began to willfully rip off all his clothes in the vain hope that his partner would do the same. The sight of Martin standing stark naked in the centre of the room, grinning expectantly at his bewildered partner, is one I shall never be able to erase from my memory. Uh, furthermore, an unfortunate turn of phrase then used by the old woman, to wit, hold everything, <laughs> prompted the buffoon to indulge in a visual joke which amused neither the assembled company nor the judge, who two days later fined him £500 for public self-abuse. <laughs> two less glamorous occupations. As a soldier. A sailor. A tinker. A tailor. A butcher. A baker. And a manufacturer of candles. A rich man. A poor man. A beggar man. And most spectacularly unsuccessfully, as a thief. Yes, Martin attempted a hold-up, armed only with a pepper mill and a rolled-up copy of the Beano. <laughs> Wearing not a stocking, but a thick woolen sock over his head, Martin inadvertently attempted to hold up one of the main high street headquarters of Her Majesty's Constabulary, which was just next door to a branch of Nat West. As a result, Martin's new show can now be heard by tuning into Radio Pentonville. Okay, right, and um, this one goes out for a basher Briggs and uh, all in cell block block B. Um, I hope the breakout goes well tonight. <laughs> I don't think I'm supposed to say that. So. <laughs> Radioactive was performed by Helen Atkinson Wood, Angus Deaton, Jeffrey Perkins, Philip Pope, and Michael Fenton Stevens. Music was by Philip Pope and Steve Brown. The programme was written by Angus Deaton and Jeffrey Perkins, with additional material from John Cantor, John Doherty, Murray Hunter, and Richard Curtis. Produced by Jamie Ricks. Next week, Out of Your Depth, features Mike Channel as he moves up the dole queue. <laughs> but now we hand you back to Radio 4 for their own programmes. What do you mean, no, you don't? <laughs> well, you must have something you can put out. Well, Richard Baker must be hanging around the bar somewhere. <laughs> oh, well, he can do his animal impressions. You know, his little dog. <laughs> All right, if you think you can do a better little dog, let's hear it. <laughs>